all right uh, so uh, rayan uh, thank you so much bro uh, i've i've wanted to talk to you forever now namlu we, we you know spoke uh, i think when i started the podcast i reached out to you and i think you had just a couple of tracks back then alle Yeah so I was like oh I don't I don't I don't want to uh, get do any podcast now I'm a bit too nervous I'm like down to the water you know so I was like what's the like I don't want to do something straight away anyway but thank you so much for having me bro I really appreciate it Of course bro because uh you know being uh, someone who was born and raised uh, outside you know Kerala adinde uh, yeah. do it really relates well you know when when i hear music that you have because our nammada malayalathinte element undu you bring in you know that part of it yeah. and also nammada english you know music that you used to so when that clubs up together and i think on the you know night out show uh, you've done a show uh, a podcast yeah. right with the, yeah with the chak and uh, serial yeah they're really nice guys yeah, yeah really nice so uh, you know i got a lot more insight about you from uh that podcast yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah shout oh, out to those my, guys yeah. <laughs> yeah shout out to them that was my first podcast and i was like so nervous but I, yeah i think i'm kind of like getting used to it now but yeah shout out yeah. to those boys they're, they're really nice as well yeah this is just the start bro you have a lot more coming up so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully man yeah so i mean it's just really amazing to see that blend of you know you bringing in uh both these sides of music and that's the exact same thing that they were talking about right you know you're bringing yeah. two cultures together kind of a thing and also putting us on the map in some uh aspect or you know trying to get us out there you know our music out there yeah. so it, it it is a lot more than you probably think it is it, it, it you know motivates yeah. a lot of people uh, to do stuff that you guys are doing and uh when i spoke to you know some of the people who listen to my podcast they keep asking me like who's next who's next and i said that rayan mm-hmm. is next they're like please tell yeah. them that you know we love him but you know uh, they were like that <laughs> and they're like uh, don't you don't have to say the name but anilam please you know say that we really love him and what he does so there are people who are crazy about what you do man <laughs> it's it's so nice to hear bro because you know like you know like at the start you were just kind of doing it for like just for fun and we're like oh my god okay this let's just let's just do a song for like the banter because no one's really i don't i don't think anyway no one's really doing it in like malayalam music like you hear it in like other languages and stuff but no one's really doing it in malayalam so we're like we'll just do it just a one-time thing you know mm. and then i think after one song then we kept like kind of like going into more and we still see kind of fun but then obviously then you get like a lot more like messages saying oh we love your music and then it's like it starts to feel a bit like surreal like oh, like you're like oh shit like so many people are starting to listen to their music you know like it's really nice to hear as well like i always like anytime someone's a mess like a message about the music I'm just, like it honestly just means so much hearing it you know yeah and ningal aadyam thodangiyappo you and melvin when you started uh, you were talking about it on the other podcast saying that it was more like a bucket list and there was you know just checking off you know something from your bucket list right yeah no literally yeah because like i think we were just listening to like like just like loads of different artists i think the first like person that i heard anyway that i was like it was a guy called azu so like he did like punjabi and english mm. western music like, like you know proper western and proper punjabi like music together and then we were like oh it'd be cool if we did it in malayalam right i hope so we were like i hope someone does this in malayalam and then we heard like people in like um tamil and stuff doing it as well and then like me and him used to like sing when we were like not like sing with each other like we were never like the best singers like we used to just go to his house and sing like covers and stuff like that and then we were like oh do you know what let's just try write a song and then like it was just like a literally a one-off thing like a bucket list thing and then yeah like turned out not to be a one-off thing and now you guys have like around 10 11 tracks out there right? yeah, yeah yeah that's that's Hopefully. just so crazy man i mean how you know things It's work so out much. and 
ഇങ്ങനെ ഒരു ഹിപ് ഹോപ് സീൻ കേരള hip hop scene yeah. uh, before we weren't we weren't too aware of it. and i think like that was like around two and a half years ago so i don't think it was as active back then as mm, well yeah. as as it is so, like now it's crazy like now everyone's like uh, loads of people are doing it but like, back then it wasn't as active but i think yeah like then once we started getting into music then we were then we started i think we started discovering it more because we're just used to like you know listen to like back then just listening to like the mainstream modern mm. songs or like the western artists more here But like yeah and then after after the more we go on the music the more we kind of like getting into the kerala hip hop scene and stuff like that yeah that's uh, like you said you know i think e pandemic thodangi kaiyittu there has been like a huge uh, you know influx of a lot of these rappers and uh, you know a lot of artists who have come out and uh, to be yeah. honest with you even with me like ഞാൻ അറിയുന്നത് ഇങ്ങനെ ഒരു സീൻ എക്സിസ്റ്റ് ചെയ്യുന്നുണ്ടെന്ന് ലൈക്ക് ദസ് എ പ്രോപ്പർ സീൻ ദാറ്റ് എക്സിസ്റ്റഡ് വാസ് ഓൺലി യു നോ ആഫ്റ്റർ ദ പാൻഡമിക് ആക്ച്വലി ബിഗാൻ വെൻ ഐ സ്റ്റാർട്ട് ടു സിരിക്കറ്റ് ഹോം ആൻഡ് യു നോ വെൻ യു വർക്കിംഗ് ഫ്രം ഹോം യു ഹാവ് എ ലിറ്റിൽ ബിറ്റ് മോർ ടൈം ബിക്കോസ് യു നോട്ട് ട്രാവലിംഗ് ആൻഡ് ഓൾ ദാറ്റ് റൈറ്റ് അപ്പോൾ അങ്ങനെയാണ് ഞാൻ ഇങ്ങനെ ഒരു സംഭവം ഉണ്ടെന്ന് അറിയുന്നത് ആൻഡ് ദെൻ നൗ ദർ ലൈക്ക് ഐ തിങ്ക് മേ ബി എ ഹൺഡ്രഡ് ആർട്ടിസ്റ്റ് യു നോ ഹു ആർ മേക്കിംഗ് മ്യൂസിക് പുടിങ് ഔട്ട് മ്യൂസിക് എവറി അതർ വീക്ക് സോ ഇറ്റ്സ് ജസ്റ്റ് അമേസിംഗ് ടു സീ ഹൗ ഇറ്റ്സ് പ്രോഗ്രസിംഗ് Uh, I feel like the Malayalam rap scene and rap music is like uh, it was kind of like lacking from in Malayalam do you know what I mean like I feel like every other language in like India where it, like mm. it, was, it was big it was a big thing as well I feel like because uh, obviously because it's not a mainstream thing and I think Malayali is just used to hearing like the poetic beautiful mm. songs so like they're and then they hear rap and they're like yeah then now so like Satin, I feel like yeah. now, now now like the younger generation is coming up and then everyone's kind of like listening to like more western culture and influenced by that and i think so that's why they're becoming more accepting accepting of like rap music in in like kerala and stuff yeah but uh, unfortunately you know epidum there are going to be these people who are like because you do a lot of uh, you know music where uh, i don't know if you would call it a cover pakshe pa nada parayade ariyada goodbye da idum you know manasakshi you know you have a lot of those like fatima obviously you know that was a big big yeah. big hit when i was a kid man like i think i'm maybe yeah, like 6 yeah. or 7 years elder to you and it used yeah. to be huge man we used to be like singing there all the time and you know it used to be such a big deal so yeah. i think when i heard that for the first time i was like man this is so amazing because uh you know i've oh, never I heard of say man this is shit <laughs> <laughs> no man i mean i okay so there's a, there's there was this artist when i was a kid called ragav uh he's a canadian uh, uh singer and he used to do this kind of music where you know hindi paattukal undallo paaye hindi paattukal okka and then he used to bring in the english element also because he's you know canadian indian and i used to be crazy about him and he i think you should really check him out man i mean i think you'll really like him I, I yeah i'll send you some of you know his really famous tracks and he used to be really huge in the 90s and you know early 2000s and all that I, he still does music but i think he's quite i mean older compared to yeah. you know a lot of uh, you know what we have now so he was one of those guys who initially started uh, you know or i heard you know people doing that and then is when you know the punjabi music and adakka vanna thodangiya thappra and you know then 
on one side you had uh, you know lajjavadi kind of uh, you know songs and i still remember and i think i've spoken about this on the podcast and people were like uh, lajjavadi and all back then they used to be like you know it's a shit song it's not good because i don't know but i really liked it back then man and and now people oh, are like oh man this is amazing now now they're like yeah so Yeah, it's true. Because even when I was, when I like, I think before I, I used to just blast like Jawed everywhere. But then, <laughs> and, then, and then after like you started this music, and then you know, like it's essentially like Jazzy Gift was like one of the first people, to, I guess, to do like a rap in like, and then like yeah. English kind of rap as well in yeah. Kerala. Like, and I always thought back and I was like, I find it like it's it's instead of now because I was like, oh, it's kind of weird that like people in back back in the day would like this kind of music because they find it hard to accept it. But since you said yeah, back in the day. I think people did think it was like yeah. it was kind of weird music. They said like, you were spoiling music, you know. Namada classical, they were all they were used to was the classical kind of music, right? Upper uh, when something like this came in for the first time, you were like, "This is trash." You know, this is not even music. What is he doing? He's singing from yeah. his nose, and you know, people had a problem with his voice. Adakka, you know, there was lot of things that came up. But now, if you look at it, you know, he's such a respected uh, artist and a you know music director, producer, all that right now. So it's mad. It's like I, I think. People just don't really like change or something new, you know. Yeah, probably, and they yeah. find it hard to accept that. Yeah. And I have a feeling that you know, uh, music like yours, right? But as Malayalis, we are people who always go abroad, and you know, you have that generation of people who are born and raised outside Kerala. About yeah. our audience in a Kerala, you know, particular music, another kind of music that you do, or you know, Glenn, or uh, a lot of these artists, you know, who are kind of you know multicultural, uh, you know, artists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, so, like I think the main thing we started was literally because we were like, it's the same thing. Like you know, people are doing it in different languages, and then like, there's not really like Western like music for like people that are like that are born and brought up in like different countries, or even like the people, or even you don't even have to be like abroad. I guess people that listen to like both Western music mm. and like exactly. uh, Malayalam music, because mm. I think like obviously like I can speak Malayalam fluently, like speaking Malayalam, but then like a lot of times like. In the Malayalam songs, like there's, I don't think there's probably like a like a Malayalam singer part of where like I understand every single word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. like everything is like they talk really poetically. Like, you part of what I'm between, but then it's like you don't know exactly word for word what they what the meaning is. You know? Yeah. And I was like, I think like so because of that, I feel like the the Malayalam music that we make is like mostly is like words that you you know you you actually use speak, on a day to day basis. Allah. Yeah, yeah, like so. Hence why, like, I think people like, uh, like, like the outside of like, uh, Kerala understand it better. But at the same time, because of that, uh, you get a lot of hate from people that listen to pro- proper Malayalam music, and it's like, oh, it's a part of the Chuma ba 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 parayo. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I mean, I, I obviously I knew for a fact that when you make this type of music, you'll get hate. Guaranteed, it's gonna get hate, but. It is what it is. You get more love than hate, so that's yeah. But that's good, but uh, the unfortunate thing that happens is, you know, we always tend to focus on the negative, you know, stuff more than. So true. Yeah. So you yeah. know, the reason I you know brought this up is because Nyan, uh, I was going through your Instagram, you know, feed today, and uh, mm-hmm. I was listening to I think um, I, I forgot the track, but I was listening to one of you know your tracks that you were uh, not the entire recorded track, but you were standing there and you know recording it that kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and I saw a comment from a guy called Hero Boy who doesn't even have a, uh, you know, DP or anything, uh, saying mm-hmm. some, you know, that Mohanlal and you know Eshu Das and all, you know, they'll be really disappointed with what you're doing <laughs> with music and all. I'm like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> oh well, 
As long as they hear it, I don't mind. They can exactly. Yeah, I think you know. I think. ellarkum you know everyone has a different taste and i think people it's it's high time that people realize that and stop hating on you know what i like or what you like right. we all have different taste opinions you know why don't you just keep that to yourself rather than and i hate these people who come in who don't really even have a face to their you know profile or peru bolula hero boy is the name but you know that's that's what he is and Bro, yeah. there there's so many people that literally make fake accounts and then just like message me saying like random shit Do you know what i mean i'm like i don't really i genuinely i honestly don't give a shit yeah like say whatever like cuz i'm expecting it you know what i mean yeah. i'm like at least have the like you know what? i always say if someone wants to like uh give their opinion on the song and they say that they don't like the song and whatever reason that's fine with me i understand it like i know everyone's going to like it but sometimes i just get like you know I always get like idiots that like comment <laughs> like that like comment like like or like just say terribly you know what i mean i'm just like No, I don't care about it, but then obviously they give do it to other people as well, you know, and that can obviously affect a lot of people. Like, yeah. fair enough, if you want to say your opinion, but like at least be a it's not a bother and then you like just don't like why like you clearly have a lack of bother if you're just gonna be like terribly, yeah. you know, no one's hurting anyone, everyone's just like just doing their own thing. So ah, yeah, I, I think the world would be yeah, a, a better place if you know that was true because. Uh, cyberbullying is real man i mean when people tell you it's something so true, especially bro. like you know nyanaka when i started doing the podcast and all that people had uh, even i'm still doing it right now where you know people had a problem with me talking in you know mix of malayalam and english but satyam barana that's who i am you know that's how i talk to of my course, friends bro. and i'm just trying to be myself so if you don't like it it's fine you know you don't really have to listen yeah. to me but don't come and shit on you know what i what i'm doing and you know spoil my mood like now i'm a lot more mature to be like yeah i don't give a shit about this uh, but you know in the beginning pratej thodangumba when you put out those on or under videos and all that people are like and there are like you said you know out of 100 maybe there like you know one or two people but that really tends to affect you especially if you're if you do if you don't know a lot about the way this works right social media and all that shit yeah yeah 100% man cuz like especially when you're doing something new and it's like something creative and you're putting it out there for people to see for the first time you're obviously you are you're already nervous enough and then mm. it's really nice in your like a uh, all these positive comments and then you see that one negative comment you're like oh my god like other people are going to see this like oh my god yeah. like i feel really bad like like what i'm doing is bad but then yeah i guess like at the end of the day if you're putting something out like hate is guaranteed you could be like giving giving something to a charity and then people people would still find a reason to like hate on you so yeah i guess like if anyone is planning to like if anyone watching this plan to like do something like creative and like that you get hate guaranteed but just fuck it just do it yeah know? and uh, i think uh, from another standpoint ipo nokuvanengile when you are taking it in that sense like you know for you or maybe for me you know this is in some sorts it's a hobby right in in some oh. sense like we don't live off of this it would be nice i mean there's no denying the fact nice. <laughs> but yeah. but you know when you know that you know you, this is not your you know main source of revenue or you know you, you i mean i don't know if you have started making something out of the music but i have i have like few cents you know to my youtube channel that's how <laughs> that's how much you know i i get like maybe 10 dollars a month at this point or something like that and to cash out the whole thing you need 100 so it's like it's it's going to be a while <laughs> you know till that happens but you know because there's no pressure in that sense uh, it works out a lot better yeah yeah for sure as well yeah. but like then after a while even though it is a hobby you kind of like when you become when you keep doing it you could become more passionate about it and then i think i think once you start receiving a lot of love and then i think you just don't give a shit anymore 
then like to be honest like hey it's not that it's not that relevant you know you just kind of like you're like fuck it you'll yeah. do it anyway but yeah yeah uh i've always felt that if uh you know you and melvin right you guys have mm. this really uh like i don't know maybe i would call it bromance kind of a thing where you know you guys are you guys are really good together and you guys seem to be you know like thickest thieves and like a parayile you know that kind of yeah. friendship that you guys have so i've always wondered ipo ningal how did you guys meet and you know where did all this start and all that uh like we, we i think we knew each other since we were kids mm-hmm. but like um we weren't really like in the same friend group like we like he, he like lives in my he used to live in my area so like We were really in the same friend group or anything like that, and I think then I I moved school like I moved to his school, so then that's when I was at fifteen. So I think it was then we started oh. becoming like more close. So since we were about like fifteen, so like, and then I think when we were like sixteen, like I always used to go to go to his house, and then we always used to like be like, oh, let's just practice singing, and then like let's just like just sing, just because we both like like we both like listening to music. Him he. like i think the one the person that probably got got me into music was him because like he just like he he knows the music he listen to anything and everything you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like i think after that is when i started we started like singing and stuff and then yeah after school and then i think we were when we were in our like like when i was like we were in college and that's when we like oh let's make a song and then that's how like logum came but yeah we've been like best mates since like since like we were like 16 around yeah then. you guys seem to you know like those kind of people you know uh, where you know them from birth kind of our relationship <laughs> are you know when when you look at it from the outside because you guys yeah. are always like whenever you see the tracks you know the way you guys vibe together you know that you know these guys are really good you know friends and that's just uh, how it is and i think uh, for you i think i mean for both of you i think it really helps to have someone with the same passion and yeah. you know yeah 100% and it's also especially when you're starting you know like mm-hmm. i think both of us were like pretty nervous when we were like starting out but then because we were like ah we're kind of in it together we were like ah fuck it like if what happens happens you know and then i think cuz we had like kind of had each other so it was like it, everything was easy and then obviously like no one else had the uh, rather doing it with as well you know uh one uh I, i've always wanted to say this to melvin but uh, mm. you know he probably going to be you know he's probably going to be listening to this at some point yeah, so i'll say it yeah. yeah uh he was the inspiration for me to uh, start the podcast struck when oh. i was listening to uh, the the track mate kalimari track you know with him and nomadic voice uh, yeah. i listened to that track you know i got so crazy about that track that i think i listened to it on loop you know you know the whole week or you know couple of weeks i was listening to tra- that track when i was going for you know my runs i used to listen to that track and one day when i still remember it so vividly i was standing in the balcony covid you know you can't really get out of the house i was standing there and you know just thinking about something and this thing of you know why don't you just start a podcast there are so many of these hip hop artists and i knew there were hip hop artists that existed paksha i think melvin de uh, you know his his music really inspired me for some reason to uh you know start the whole thing and i i think i did uh you know hit him up and tell him that you know i i would really like to have you on the show and all that we haven't been able to do it yet but i'm sure we'll do it yeah. at some point yeah 100% bro yeah amazing yeah, amazing just, guy yeah that's right mevin just has like such a he's such a good voice i love his voice you know it's like yeah. very strong voice in it especially when he says malayalam and, and yeah. pinna you know when you hear this pacha malayalam ennittu when you hear this thick irish accent you know you're like oh my god this is so crazy uh, it's 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 something man it's like it's really nice to hear you know something like that you know it, for me it it 
it means a lot when you have you know that kind of music coming out because ultimately what it is is that all of us are you know proud to be malayalis at least at this point in our lives uh, you know we're really proud to be malayalis wherever we are but ivada anil when i'm in bangalore you know wherever i see a malayali there's always that thing where you have that you know you have a bond even if you whatever it is you know that malayali bond is when you're especially outside kerala ipo kerala thil aanengi you might ellare ishtam ishtavathunnilla obviously but when you're outside and when you meet a fellow malayali it just is just yeah. amazing yeah Uh, it, it is sick bro like yeah it's, it's like it's good because like even like all my like closest friends they'd all like kind of be like malayali as well do you know what i mean i guess um like when you're younger like you kind of like try to impress like the white people and then you're kind of like mm. you know you kind of like neglect your culture a lot is what like i'm guilty of it. i know most people uh that go abroad are kind of guilty of it. but when you're older man you just like you just start to, like embrace the culture and then you know you love your culture and then you, you just tend, tend to like naturally like a vibe with like you know people that are malayali as well because like obviously like even though i'm like well, i was like nearly almost born here like um raised in a very malayali uh yeah. household so like i think all my friends were so because we have that like perfect culture balance i think that's why we're like all close you know yeah no that that is that is something i think nammal veetile ettumbrekkum you know it's it's back to your roots right i mean you have, you uh, talk to your parents in malayalam there's no yeah. uh, you know two ways about it and then you just have i think all of us are brought up in that manner where uh, you know you are you know a lot about the culture you watch asian at movies you watch you know that's just so how true. i grew up you know i used to sit <laughs> at home you know when i used to take an off from school and when i used to be alone at home i used to you know sit and watch these malayalam movies that used to come up on asian yeah, at or surya yeah, tv yeah. so all that is what you know made us who we are in some aspect right so yeah 100% so where you uh, so you were not born in born in ireland right mm Uh, I was born in Kuwait and I moved to Ireland like in 2004 so around when I was like 5. Right. Uh but yeah like I mean I don't remember I remember a bit of Kuwait but I don't really remember it too much mm-hmm. cuz but then like I basically lived here like okay last nearly like so yeah. So I mean uh, something that I've always uh, wondered is that if uh, when you are in a place like Ireland when you if uh, there are not I'm guessing there are not a lot of brown people are there uh, I mean like compared to like England and stuff there isn't you know but like oh man but recently though it's just uh, <laughs> there's so many because everyone's like everyone from Kerala that's a nurse is just coming oh, over yeah. the island now you know like it's just so many but like yeah when we're going up it's like the ratio like to like brown to like other people like it is is very slim so hence why like you'd ex- you'd experience a lot of like racism and stuff when you were when you're younger so that was quite pretty difficult but uh, as you get older you kind of like and obviously now it's like it's not as you can't really do it as much as back then do you know mm-hmm. what i mean but there's definitely still is racism like 100% but like not as much as back then like you know in school like it would have been like you would have like a lot of like difficult difficult days you know cause the whole like like being a minority whatever but it is what it is yeah so when you were in school uh, asamatoka were you like the only uh, indian kid in in your classroom and all that um like when i first moved to ireland um i wasn't in dublin so dublin's like Dublin's pretty diverse but then I think I was more in like the countryside so mm. back then back then it was yeah I was and I could you could really kind of like feel it do you know what I mean but um then after I moved to school like it was still only like a few like a like one or two but then 
the area that we live in is quite like a Indian slash Malali area. Uh-huh. So because of that, like the schools would have a few Malalis, but then there only be like maybe like one percent of like or like ten percent, like maybe like five percent people would be like like ethnic. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone else kind of be like like well, Maria, I'm gonna. Okay, okay, okay. So, so I mean, I mean, you obviously, I mean, even if a number, like I was, I told you, right, I was born and brought up in Bahrain and all that. And there always used to be, uh, you know, racism used to be so, you know, prevalent back then when, you know, like 20 years back. And I, I yeah. still remember a lot of those, like, there are some of these things that scar you, right? I mean, in, in your life, oh, like I've gotten yeah. beaten up by, you know, like, like you have like 12, 13 Arabs, you know, walking through and by then you look at it and you have like we're playing cricket in like a small alleyway kind of a uh, situation. And by the time I realized that, you know, there are these guys coming in, all of my friends ran away. So I still had the bat and everything with me. So I couldn't really run. And, you know, people just walk up and, you know, give you one on the face. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just uh, people. I mean, the reason I'm, you know, bringing this up is because a lot of people who are probably uh you know, don't know a lot about uh, Malayalis who are outside Kerala. It is not as easy as you think it is, is what I'm trying to uh, say. Yeah. No, 100% bro. I think when you go back home, everyone's like, ah, it's like, first of all, people just assume that you're rich and then you have like money for anything. And they're like, oh, and then you guys, I'm just, we're just like, <laughs> they, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just like, yes, we make money, but then the living expenses match the money we make. It's like it's like having it's basically the same as being in, like the equivalent of India. You know what I mean? Like, like I I like I hate when people are, like I think a lot of people get it, like your know, your relatives and mm. like like people that don't really know how what it's like being abroad just automatically think when you don't give them whatever they ask for, they just think you're like being greedy and stuff. But they don't know like you know like it's it's, it's difficult here. You know what I mean? Like and then like. I, even the work that you like, you know, a lot of the work that people in Kerala wouldn't do, like our parents would have to do yeah. abroad. You know what I mean? Like it is quite difficult. So like, yeah. And then obviously like you have the whole like racism thing. And then like when you, especially when, like now I feel like it's less evident. It's still there, but it's mm-hmm. less like you wouldn't get like, you know, the chance of getting beat up for it is like more slim, I guess. But then like, it's like, and that's because I live in Dublin, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a quite dark place here. Outside you, you, you'd experience it like, a lot more, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe it wouldn't be like proact, like active racism, but then it, there definitely is like passive racism, like for sure. Anyway, but yeah, it's like it is not easy being like yeah, an NRI, yeah, <laughs> an NRI man, especially like out, like you know, like in a country like this. Yeah, I, mean? I think I mean more than us. I, I'm sure that our parents, uh, you know, have have gone through a lot more. I mean, it, it's hundred percent, bro. It, it was very difficult, even for my parents. You know, when they start, you know, you get a very small salary, and you know, you you raise children. It's it, it's you know, you live with other people, you know, other families in the same apartment. You know, that's the kind of uh, life that you know they you know started off with. So I mean, yeah, man, I just wanted to. And yeah, so the question that I had is, do you do you feel like Ireland is home right now? I mean, it's all I've ever known, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it would be kind of like, I, I love going back to Kerala to visit and stuff. Like I love, I haven't been back in like, I usually go like every like year or two years, but then I haven't been in like two and a half years and I do miss it a lot. But then like, I, I don't think like right now I probably wouldn't live in Kerala mm. just because I'm used to like, like. I like the, the education system and then the lifestyle here. Like, I'd prefer that yeah. over Kerala. But, like, obviously your culture and everything is, is back home. But then, yeah, I, w- I couldn't imagine, like, settling back in, in Kerala. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But 
yeah, I, lo- I love Ireland, but obviously, like, I think in the future, I kind of do want to, like, move somewhere else and then, like, kind of explore, see what I like. Like, I like, it's a good country to live in, but definitely want to, like, you know, go to, like, Canada, America, Australia, somewhere, somewhere like that. Like, just want to, like, go around, work, work in different places. Like, ideally, that's what I'd like to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, let's let's come back to the music for a bit. Uh, mm. I've I've always been really amazed. If Ningalipa New Thera Productions, you know the quality of the content, you know that you guys put out. Uh, you know whether it's Albin, you know from you know Wicked Visuals, you know he just, he just he's just blown my mind so many times. You know with the stuff that he does. Uh, every video actually, I mean he's amazing oh, like good. you know i just okay. want to say that because he probably uh, from the outside world there's not a lot of people who maybe credit him i don't know maybe they do but i just want to you know shout out to albin because he's just amazing what he does and he's a really young guy too right yeah he's only uh, i think he just turned 21 so yeah. he's quite quite young so um i always see him as like the 17 year old kid though, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty funny but um, yeah man, he's really talented proper uh, i'd say definitely very hard working you know and like i think when it comes to videos as well i'm quite like a picky person mm-hmm. so he's always very uh, patient with me as well so yeah i love working with albin yeah yeah and and Big things to come to him i was uh, i think uh, ann samuel who had, who was in the tambarati video uh, yeah. i had seen the vlog that she had done and it actually gives you a lot of insight into it's really interesting bro i mean it's yeah. really nice to well, see back uh, you know what happens in the back end and you know how how all yeah. of this is done the fun you guys are having with each other is amazing yeah mata mata explosive shit we we were meant to look cool okay like this is like <laughs> yeah that's what i mean it's it's very much more re- relatable in the sense that you know you could see uh, you know like these are you know like some of the people that we know you know friends that we have is very similar it mean you know you guys also when you guys talk amongst each other there's a lot of malayalam that's coming in even though a lot of you were born and raised in ireland you know adakke kaanumbo you know it's very much like i feel like okay you know this is what my group of friends are like you know ellarum you know avade ivadam padichittu ultimately you know when you're all together you still have you know that manglish kind of thing coming in and it's is very much yeah relatable like i think i think manglish manglish humor is the best humor <laughs> 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 exactly bro sure. so what i wanted to ask you in terms of you know uh, the production quality and the effort that you guys put into it uh, how do you guys i'm sure this takes a lot of uh, you know money and finances <laughs> to do something like this because i've heard a lot of other artists also have been on the show when i've spoken to them that the biggest challenge is coming out with music videos and music video in a, you know somehow or the other they always get more views on youtube right i mean it's ultimately a video platform so it's uh, you know music video up uh, uh, and you guys try to 9 out of 10 times you guys try to put out videos for every track that you do so what does it take and you know how do you fund all of this how 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 does it work oh man is like as in videos and stuff as in, i think when we started making when we when we started like we definitely got ripped off like as in like mm. cuz obviously we started and then obviously everyone's like charging a lot more when you're new and stuff but like yeah bro like it was expensive like like there's no like a funding or anything in there it's just like meaning like like we both work so mm. work and then put the money money into this so we we like we have been like we don't really make anything back from it either mm. you know what I mean kind of just doing it as like just as like like you said like I have passion like just a hobby like that we want to do but like yeah most of the time it's just after vi- music video man now I do more now I do more like to put on the camera yeah usually yeah it's just mainly like um 
yeah, it's like it, it is difficult, bro. Like to, but, but then the thing is, like, we don't want to do like anything like mediocre or like you know mm. just like not do like we always want to do the best. But then also another difficulty is because we're in Ireland as well. Because Ireland is a small country, like it's difficult. Like it takes like like I'd say like ten times more effort than if you were in like America or like Canada or somewhere like that or e- even India, man, to like source everything because mm-hmm. like it's very small, very limited, like. A lot of times we have to like get stuff from like abroad and stuff, which ends up being more expensive, you know. Like what kind and of it, stuff are you talking about? Like as in, well, not stuff. As in, like if it was like people and stuff, because like hmm. you know to get like actually, or even like to get like other artists and stuff like that. Like we'd bring them over, and then like even like Anne, and then like like obviously because like like she came over here, because like even in England it'd be easier, you know. Because and then it's also because that because it's like. Always we're doing Malala music, which is like Desi music. Do you know what I mean? So it's like um, there's not really much of a support. Mm. Not, not not support. It's like like I don't know how to explain. It. It's like the culture's not there. Like if you're in England yeah. or America, like the culture's there. And then if you have like a certain you want to go for a Desi vibe, like it's easier to source things mm. like 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 let's say props and stuff like yeah, that. Like yeah, like you wouldn't get that in Ireland. You know, most of the time you'd have to like bring it like like order online from somewhere else it, it, it's just a lot harder like i felt like if you had the same budget in like america or india like the video would be like, like yeah it, but then we have to work with what we have so like yeah that's it yeah but you guys are still doing it you know no matter what you guys still find a way to do it yeah. and uh tamburati uh, video you guys had shot in a uh, you know in a castle and all that right yeah 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 it's such that, a beautiful that, that, place man i mean i can't uh, you know it's just amazing yeah the castle was really nice you know they were like really like nice about us uh shooting there and stuff so how how do you uh, get permission to shoot inside are you like do they have like a fee that they take yeah so like usually they have like hourly rates and stuff but then sometimes they can be lenient with it but then uh in ireland like video videography and stuff is seen as like something creative so it's kind of seen as like they they encourage it a lot so then like Mm. but we we almost didn't get the castle though like it was like a very last minute thing like there's so many places that we had to call on because of especially because of covid you know they, they're hesitant to let people in but then yeah that was also we've been look we were look trying to like get a castle and stuff for like four months but like eventually like it pulled through like because because of alvin and stuff you know mm. yeah i mean i mean like i said earlier you know, he just does an amazing job with yeah. whatever is there and uh yeah sure. i mean even even oh yeah you know Another person I have to talk about, you know, and I plan to talk about when I had you or Melvin on was Shortcut. I've heard so yes. many good things about Shortcut, you know, from Nomadic, uh, from a lot of other artists, you know, being an audio engineer, he's considered, you know, one of the top guys in our scene and he's not even a Malayali. So yeah. it's just... Uh, yeah, Shortcut was the first person, like, uh, we went to, like, I just, we were looking for different producers and I think I went to this one producer and then we were meant to do it with him and then he couldn't do it and then he sent me over to Shortcut mm. and then like we did the first song with him and then after we did after we just started going to him and that was like it's not like going to like an engineer do you know what I mean it's like going to like like a friend's place you know and I think we've all like built like a very like close bond like it's good because he like loves loves like, like I think he loves the culture and then he's just a really a really easy guy to work with like yeah and like very ta- talented guy as well you know so I love working with him how does someone like him, uh, you know, is he exposed to a lot of like Namada music and all that? Because ultimately in your music, you have to bring in that, you know, Indian Desi kind of a vibe into it. And, he, you know, when you're not Desi, <laughs> you know, when you're not Indian, yeah. how does that happen? 
I mean, there there is like like obviously there's barriers, but I think before because of our music, like in terms of like obviously he works on like the beats and stuff like that. So in terms of that, he um like most of the beats and stuff are Western, mm-hmm. and then obviously like he's he's quite open to like like everything. So he's like if we like tell him oh we want this like if we want to add like tabla or like we want to add chenda, then we just sit with him and we find them kind of work together on it, you know. And I think we were with Shorko, and I think after that um. Uh, nomadic started recording with Shorko and I think because of no- Nomadic a lot of people in Kerala started uh, right. going to Shorko as well and that's why he's like really involved in like the Kerala scene as well yeah I think in Namadavir independent scene I think Shortcut is definitely someone who uh, is you know proven that you know he's someone who has a lot of uh, lot to bring to the table right you know that kind 100%, of thing yeah. and I, I you know Pratech and the various eight in the you know that track Arnagilim he was you know mm. there in, in that track Aragine he was singing also uh, so is he like French or I mean is he actually French or Spanish or I, I forgot well, what yeah but to be honest I think he's from a lot of different places he's from a lot of different um, he, he, he speaks French but uh, I'm pretty sure he's from he's from Belgium he's, oh, he's from okay. yeah so I, I'm in here but then he has a lot of different uh, nationalities in his blood. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. So, I mean, coming back to, uh, you know, how do you fund this? It's, is it like, I mean, right now you're working, right? Mm. So you finished college recently. I finished like last year. Yeah. And, and what, what did you study? Uh, so I just finished my master's in uh, IT and business. Okay. But, yeah. So, Sorry. You it's can't okay. <laughs> you can't take the Indian out of IT. <laughs> Bro, I'm not even joking yet. Mom was like, go for engineering. And then I was like, no, I want to be different and go for IT. <laughs> now I know I rather wouldn't really want for engineering. No, but then I was like, obviously when you're younger, man, like, you know, it's Malali parents as well. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. not, they're not like, oh, do what you want. Go with the phone. Yeah, yeah like, never. <laughs> you, need to get a, you need to get a good stable job. So I was like, I mean, did it because, you know, like, you, you get a job you know a stable job so it's mm. good anyway and yeah so, we, we obviously value safety more than anything else you know our families and you know the way we are brought up uh people yeah. uh, you know everyone's expected to be an engineer or a doctor uh you know you, it's all pre-planned even before you start going to school i mean that's just it's how before, before you're, you're born, born. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna make my son an engineer my daughter a doctor you know i mean yeah in in some senses you know uh I mean, because I probably, you know, I took engineering B-Tech, but I did it in IT. So I thought, you know, you had also done something like that. So it's pretty similar, but uh, I didn't really know what to do with my life. And, you know, this was just something that, you know, people told me you should do. And my parents told me you should do. Uh, and I just, you know, did it because of that. But when I think of it right now, in some aspects, I feel like I have a job because I am in IT too. There's another side yeah, to it yeah. too, you know, there's a positive, you know, side to it too, because ultimately you have to get paid, even if you want to pursue your passions, you know, you need, uh, when you put in so much money into what you do, you, you need that money. And even for me, right, I mean, even the podcast that I, you know, put out, there's, there is, you know, a monthly expense that it's like a business that's sinking if you actually look at the numbers. Uh, yeah. because I'm not getting any return as of now. It's like you're putting in money, you know, whether it's for the video software or, you know, whether it's for the hosting platforms, you have to pay for everything, yeah. each and everything oh, you goodness. have to pay for. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, you have the, a job and you're kind of comfortable, you can afford to do that. But yeah, yeah for sure, man. Like I, I, I was never like dumb enough to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm quitting my job and like focusing on this, you know, cause you have to be like, at the end of the day, you have to be more realistic about it, you know, and then just kind of like, yeah, always have like a, 
backup plans were like even when I started music, it was after I I like I was after I finished my uh, undergraduate degree mm-hmm. my bachelor's in computer science. So like it's mainly because so my mom mom wouldn't say anything. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's like oh party kind of something to part out and back and now I'm like hey party chica you and then obviously like. ജോലിസ്ലിസ് <laughs> <laughs> the worst is like they all say obviously and then when you're in like college and then where are the coaches call and they're like oh patham class le parisha nu nilla idu adu onnum koyappa illane and you're like what so you put your health for no reason i know bro i mean it's a lot of pressure i mean being an indian kid i think there's a lot of pressure that comes with uh, you know you're just expected to uh, be exceptional in studies and you know if you're not way you uh, someone who was like good with uh, you know your studies and all that or uh bro yeah as in uh, when i was younger i was i was a nerd you know i had that proper i think maybe that's another reason i got bullied as well because i had that typical like nerd look and i used to like my mom to be honest yeah up, i think open to like uh natural the plus one so we were the like junior so it's like i think i was like proper very studious mm-hmm. and i think after that I hated the word study like if someone I think the word actually gave me PTSD cuz uh-huh. that's all like like my mom like made me do German you know I mean? and I, even when I heard the word I was like I don't want to study but then like for me it's like then I think after like after school like kind of like it was college and then to be honest I put a class cut here but wait Wait, your mom's I just want to send her like I'm not satirizing classic at this but like yeah it was it was my my mentality after I just changed like instead of her not working hard yeah. just works smart do you know what I mean so yeah. it was like I'd find like the the shortcut to like try to everything you know I just started studying more like that but then obviously I didn't want to be a dumb and not do anything but then I think after like school my my motivation to study kind of just Yeah. went on but to be honest it should have went the other way around i should have started studying when i because that's the useful shit that's the useful know? stuff yeah that you have to do it's the same with me bro like you know uh when i left uh, home at 18 it was like this you know when you get freedom right i mean i know you were still at home probably while you were doing college and all that were you yeah uh, just from my, from my undergrad i was man i hated it it was it was like going to school do you know what i mean it exactly was, it, was, it was terrible yeah and and uh when i got that freedom you know when i left home and you know when i'm in kerala uh you know i just found a way to get through like you know we had internal exams so you need a minimum for that so if you get that then in your main exams you just need pass marks so you know i used to make sure i study while the others you know were playing around thinking hey the internal exam ada nee endina padikuna because i had a plan you know i knew that i had to get through exactly. this in that that's manner it, that's it. yeah so when the others i mean i don't mean to shit on anyone of my friends or anything but you know dude now you see why you had 27 supplies and i had you know like one so there's a reason behind it so yeah you you have to be smart but you have to be smart not saying that you know i'm a smart guy or anything but uh, i've always you know wanted to you know do something on my own you know entrepreneurial shit and all that but uh, at uh, at at some point you realize that maybe yeah it's better to be realistic especially you know when you get married when you have a family and you know all that you kind of 
Yeah. It's not as about, easy. Yeah. Well, I feel like if one of the things that literally like, I think motivates me to make music. Cause I, obviously like when it comes to like my parents and stuff, you know, it's cause of the type of music I'm making. It's not like, like I said, it's not that typical mm. poetic Malayalam shit. You know what I mean? Especially with English involved. I feel like if they understood the English lyrics as well, then they'd be like, okay. But then obviously they're only kind of hearing like, especially all the uncles and aunties here, man. They're oh, only kind of yeah. hear, they're only kind of hearing like the, like the Malayalam parts of it, right? And to them, it's just basic shitty Malayalam words. They're not, they don't get like, the English concept of it as well. So like, th- like no one's really like supportive in this sense. Like, well, my that aren't like now they're becoming more like they kind of seeing it, you know, more. But then like, I mean, back then they were like, oh, like that. I don't, I don't. They didn't get the concept of, like releasing songs like continuously because obviously like Malayalis they drop like one song, one short film, and then yeah. that's it. You know what I mean? But then they don't understand that the whole just like consistently dropping music. So at the start, uh, that did make it like quite um difficult Wait, what was what was the topic we're going about oh like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was like where am i going oh, yeah. so like that that was gonna happen but then my mom was like i'll do it later but then in my head i'm like this is the only age where you mm. can kind of like do it do you know what i mean like when you're like 50 and shit you're not gonna be fucking making music do you know what i mean like so like might as well do it now like, what if you die tomorrow you yeah. know like totally. like just 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 live life with no regrets i also even think man like but then obviously don't be stupid about it like do you yeah. know what i mean like be be like smart that's why like, even if you want to do entrepreneurship man if it's not any real risks then do it because yeah. you rather like do it and fail rather than regretting it knowing not knowing what what happens do you know what i mean totally man i mean i totally totally believe in that and i i uh you know when it, it is really hard at times to do i mean this uh, I mean, I'll be very honest with you, bro. I, I think I've said this multiple times. It's probably getting repetitive now. But <laughs> for the younger guys out there, man, it's when you have a full time job, uh, following your passion is definitely, definitely difficult. So the earlier so you do stuff, the earlier you, you know, try to figure things out, put in a little bit of hard work in the beginning. Maybe there's a chance, you know, you I mean, both of us or, you know, any one of us could still fail. But then we yeah. always know that we gave it our best at that point, right? Even now, when I say that, you know, the you know, this is, uh, you know, I don't make anything out of it and all that. Uh, one is that it gives me fulfillment. And uh, because that's also because I have a job and, you know, I know I'm safe, you know, even if things go wrong, I can, even if this doesn't click, if I didn't, you know, it's not. It's it's more like a hobby right now. I mean, I would love yeah. to have it the other way around, but I think you have to work hard on the weekends and all that to make this thing a reality, even if you want to give it a chance. So yeah, you got to work hard at that point. A hundred percent, bro. Like I, I think it's the same thing for me because like at the start, not really expecting like to get like mad views or anything. I, I think it was just morally kind of just doing it for like kind of like me. Even now, man, I'm like I don't really have the expectation where I'm like, oh, I want. I want like everyone to hear it. like I want mm. I want more people to listen I don't want to force anyone to listen to it like for me it just means a lot it's like I'm writing I think at the start I was kind of writing like kind of generic music now I'm just writing more music from the heart do you know what I mean mm. so it's like I'm doing that now and then it's like if someone likes my music because of that 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 means a lot to me and like you said the whole f- uh, the fulfillment thing you know I felt like if I wasn't doing if I wasn't doing this bro I actually don't know like I feel like my life would just be like very basic you know what I mean just like just like I'll just be working then what like saving for a house car uh, getting married and then boom like normal life but I feel like I've always been like a creative person so I feel like yeah. I would have done something creative but then I'm happy to be doing this you know I feel like I feel, to be honest I feel like everyone should like 
I think especially after COVID, I think definitely everyone should like as a side hustle do something that definitely. they're passionate about for sure. There's there's no doubt about that, bro. I mean, uh, when when you know at the end of the day, right? When I go to sleep, uh, especially you know when I you know do this and you know when I release stuff and I feel good, you know about myself and that gives me more self confidence and you know uh, I feel like okay, you know I'm I'm doing something, I'm achieving something and like you said, you know I feel like I have purpose. You know, even if it's just a hundred people or you know two hundred people that are you know getting something out of it, I still feel like I have purpose because those few people it means something to them, you know, and that's you know what I'm looking for. Even if it's one person or two people, I can change their lives, you know, even by a little bit. I try to focus yeah. on that when I look at you know maybe other podcasters who have like hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, even some of the Malayalam podcasters, you know, I look at you know them and when I when I feel envious of. All of us, I mean, we are human, right? I mean, you tend to feel jealous or you know envious about of someone 100%. else's uh, success, you know. So uh, when I think of stuff like that, I just think of these few people who have come to me and been like, "Dude, what you're doing is amazing, and it means something to us." So it's the same for you also, for right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. You know, it's just it's just nice to hear. Like, and then even if it's like not something creative, when you're when you're doing something they are passionate about, like, and you're just doing it, like, it honestly just it just makes it just, yeah, like it's like gives your life a bit more purpose. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah, I feel like it does, I can yeah. I can totally relate to that, bro. Now coming yeah. to you, you're talking about you know releasing. I mean, to, uh, when when you uh, make music now, you make it more from the heart, right? <laughs> I know. I, I'm I know, sure you you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> why why does a lot of your tracks uh, you know have a lot of heartbreak? I mean, most of your tracks, you know, whether it's uh, you know "Lie to Me," "Goodbye," "Aragine," uh, you know, you're all you're always that persona who's you know had a really tough time with a relationship and then things are so fucked up you know that's the kind of thing why is that i've always wondered yeah, well, this year <laughs> like to be honest like uh obviously like like this it's like inspired from like the, like it wouldn't just be from my story as well you know what i mean it's like uh just from different stories because like and then it's obviously like you know like i feel like i've I'm always been into like kind of like you know harp, I, I think most of my values are suckers for like heartbreak music you know like, <laughs> yeah. like, i was like kind of just just, just kind of got into it and then i was just writing music uh just mainly because of that but uh yeah it's n- it. so it's not because you've had a lot of heartbreak in your life uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have yeah, to answer so, that if you don't want to bro <laughs> no i mean like bro it is what it is yeah it like, is yeah. you know this is uh <laughs> I want to find this funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew you were gonna ask me that question. I was like, oh. yeah. I mean, I mean, no. But but I think you know what you said also makes sense because uh, you know somewhere inside all of us, you know, there's this romantic uh, you know person that's there, and and it's it's totally you know normal and natural to have that, and all of us go through even if it's not maybe a breakup. You know, we have tough times in the relationships that you have, or you know, all of that. You know. It is something. I mean, it's not. I mean, ultimately, it's a creative thing that you're doing. So, yeah. yeah like, all, even like, even when I write, write like the heartbreak songs, it wouldn't necessarily even like be inspired from like a relationship. Like a lot of times, like a lot most, a lot of times, it's not either. You know, it'd be like to do with a situation, or like it could even to be like do with like a friendship, that kind of thing as well. Mm. And then like, usually, I just like, like when I feel like really upset or whatever, I just kind of sit down and just I just write stuff. And then after that then if like i just have random lyrics all the time and then i just put it together and then then try out the songs you know what i mean but a lot of times it's not really from like um heartbreak but <laughs> you, 
you know i mean <laughs> yeah no i mean uh, you know friendship also gives you heartbreak i mean i've been in a lot of those situations where i oh. thought uh, you know especially with a lot of friends that i had in college uh, you know people i lived with uh, when when i was in a hostel and all that and uh, it's like yeah and I, you know i thought you know these these guys would be my friends for life you know i would you know grow up with them and you die with them that kind of thing but as soon as you know college ended a big part of your friends also you know go with that you know it's just a part of your life and you've had a lot of people who uh you know i've had a i mean I, i've never said this but i've had uh, you know a business where you know i have had a very close friend and you know things didn't really work out because you know he kind of the money just went you know stuff like that so you know i mean these people that you think are your brothers or you know that's the kind of way you look at them people you have known for like 10 years and when these things happen i think it makes a lot of sense what you're saying in terms of you know you can have heartbreak with friendship also yeah oh uh, 100% bro you know like it's good it's, it's true what they say and say trust nobody but guess you can't but you can't always live life you know not like being yeah. scared of everything as well as long as you're a genuine person good things will come to you If you're a bad person, bad things will come to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to say. <laughs> uh, uh, I think you know, for me, uh, you know, as I you know matured more in life, you know, when I was in that twenty-five, twenty-six, that age group, uh, is when I actually found my real friends. You know, I've had you know a few couple of friends, you know, from childhood itself who are still you know there with me, and I can you know. I only have a handful of friends, you know, I'm that kind of guy where, you know, I don't have a like big group of people that I know or anything. It's always that I'm an introvert also. I, it's probably a little hard to uh, imagine me being an introvert in the sense that this is what I do in terms of, you know, my creative stuff and all that. But, yeah. but I am actually an introvert and, you know, I have only a handful of friends and I'd prefer to have those guys always be there rather than have a big group of people who you can't really call upon when, you know, you need something or when something goes wrong. 100% bro like yeah I think it's when you mature you kind of realize you prefer quality over quantity exactly. you know what I mean and I think the bet the bet the, like you only find like true genuine friends that you're happy to be around with is when I think you kind of like are happy with yourself yeah Do you know what I mean like I know it sounds a bit deep but then like I, I feel like <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's I'm not trying to be deep but then it, it genuinely for me it's just like I feel like when I was like comfortable just being myself And then, like, if I, if I'm not comfortable around someone else, being myself, then I'm like, I could, I could literally. A lot of times, I feel like you have to, you know, when you have to change your personality or change mm. like how you are around other people. If you have to do that, then it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, I, I have my like really close group of friends that like, I can just be me, and then I know I wouldn't get like judged for it or like weirded out by it. You know what I mean? So is that kind of comes with I guess maturing, and then when you like realize yes and then but then also you can't like not like not be friends you have to keep like you know maintain yeah. good relationships but like, yeah more like acquaintances kind of thing yeah yeah like, of course maintain good relationships but then just be careful like yeah who you like let your guard down with that kind of thing but yeah totally bro and uh coming to you know writing stuff and what is your creative process are you like a disciplined guy who sits down and writes music or is it like when inspiration strikes you sit down and do stuff is it that's is bro, that how it is I don't. I don't think I've ever been like, yes, I'm gonna write a song and wrote a song in my entire <laughs> life. You know, it would like because it's a creative thing. Man, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like sometimes when, if I like I said, if I'm feeling sad, I just write down random words or like, and then I just like get to that when I write more of my like like sadder stuff. But I think when I like other songs, when I write, it's like 
usually like have like some kind of concept or you find some kind of a hook and you're like oh that'd be nice and then you just look for like scrolling on youtube or like beat stars and you're scrolling for ages and then you find like a nice beat and then you kind of like work on it like that as well so yeah it's more really like kind of like out of nowhere kind of like random inspirations mm-hmm. i mean yeah most people that i've you know spoken to especially artists you know they they, they say this exact thing where you know uh but somehow you know for me i've always felt that it's the other way around you know at times i really have to sit down to get stuff done maybe it's because you know i'm not really writing uh, uh you know i'm not writing music it might be a lot more different mm-hmm. like for example you know if i want to get this interview done i have to you know prepare myself for it and i i, I take pride in you know that uh, you know putting in the work you know before that and uh, trying to research more about the guest so that doesn't happen unless and most of the time you know there's no inspiration especially because uh when you're done with work you know after the day you're like ah man i might just you know watch netflix and chill right you know that's that's the yeah. mindset you have so i i found you know that being disciplined in that senses have uh you know maybe it's not you know you can't really quantify it but i think it's brought me a lot further than i would have been if i wasn't i'm like a lazy person inherently but i like force myself so, to do it yeah i just force myself yeah. to get it done yeah yeah i think especially when you're like passionate about something as well you kind of you naturally just want to do it i think like when it comes to like, the writing process i'm just like so, see sometimes i get like if i get inspiration then i record it on my phone or like i write it down but then then after like kind of like sit down and then like actually just like um force myself to write the rest of the song do you know what i mean so in terms of like, not force myself like i sit down and then i to, like i think what i could say and then i'll just be spending hours on the beat you know doing random flows random like like lyrics see what works and then sometimes randomly in the shower i get like a lyric and i'm like okay let me go and write it down but most of the time it is random but then i think once you have the song and then you go to record it is when you kind of have to be like that's when the hard work starts you know recording is quite difficult because you need to mm-hmm. get like everything perfect and then once recording is done and then it's like planning the video which is like the video is always really hard work as well but yeah it it, it is it's a bit of both a bit of creativity and then a bit of like you need to be disciplined as well do you know what i mean yeah and i think especially for ningada uh, you know when it comes to your videos and all that uh like if you look at uh I don't know what you call it you know the background or you know the the environment that it is in and you know the number of different places that you do stuff for one you know 3 minute or 4 minute video is definitely like a lot of work it might take you guys months to you know come out with uh, you know after you're done with the track uh, you know come out with the entire thing to be done you know with the video and all of that Yeah I mean it doesn't usually take too well I mean it, like to be honest I do for uh I I apologize to Alvin uh, Alvin uh, <laughs> in advance. It's cuz like see for me when I like when I have a song done like if it's not out like soon I get, I I don't I I tend I don't want to put it out. Do you know what I mean? Like I I end up hating the song because mm-hmm. like if I wrote it I want to like out like as soon as possible when it's like relevant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like usually when we do have a video we like try to get it like if we film a video we try to get it out within like like two or three weeks that's what you we mm. usually try to get done but like yeah a lot like because because we have alvin this is like like you know because he, he and he knows as well like we'd usually usually book it like if he's like free like the the following weeks after as well mm-hmm. to do it so yeah so like usually just want it out as soon as possible if not i'll just end up hating the song and be like mm, no nah, i don't want to put it out anymore <laughs> when you um do you ever think of you know at times you know you you feel down and uh, you know you probably don't feel like doing it 
you know even though you love you know music and all of that uh, i don't know if you have ever been in situations like you know where you're like ah, fuck this you know i don't want to do it uh, when maybe you know when things are not working out it's probably a lot more different for you because you know you guys are actually uh, getting you know a lot more recognition in terms of you know the views and all that so that's like validation right but uh, you know have you ever been in a situation where you don't get a lot of validation but there is a why that you have within you uh, like i'm doing this because of this do you ever have something like that Um I mean I, you get writer's block right is like when you like can't write and expect at this moment stage when I think I wrote like I wrote like three songs in like in like the space of like a week do you know what I mean and then there's been like days where like I'm like I need I want to write something new but I can't just can't write so I don't think I've had like I feel like I've just been I don't think I've been releasing music like consistently enough like I know I've had a few tracks out but then that since like the two years right so like I've been like releasing music like consistently enough be like oh I'm tired I feel like I do have songs left to, like that I like I've loads of songs that are written and stuff that mm-hmm. I haven't recorded but then um like I haven't got to that stage where I'm like oh I don't want to do it anymore but then there's been cuz if but then there's been stage where like oh I, I can't do this now do you know what I mean cuz it's like you want to do it but then you have so many other responsibilities but like work and then like money and then everything like that so ideally I'd love to be just going to the studio a lot but then I can't because I'm like because mm. like like it's a full time work um then after after every deal it's like getting back the money for it it's like it is difficult so it's more like I'm not able to do it and mm. I can't like I, like if I do it, I'd be dumb do you know what I mean I wouldn't have time to like balance balance like family friends like everything the music all together so usually kind of like happens like I think after I drop a song I don't I really don't really go near music for like a long time oh, you know so you I mean? like take a break and then refresh yeah. and then, yeah i can't really work on a song cuz then once i put out a song i just kind of just like i'm just like i'm just like a bit like a like not nervous but then i'm just like i like i don't want to look at it do you know what i mean and then yeah. like i just take, i just want to take a break from the whole music thing for a while but then yeah but i feel like i need to get out of that habit and then start kind of being a bit more consistent i guess but, yeah i think yeah. that is you know something that i've heard from a lot of you know like people like tirumali and you know fejo or you know all these people always talk about consistency and you know uh, always you know keep putting out stuff keep putting out stuff which i mean obviously can be difficult for people who have you know full time job and all that but i think somehow you know finding that consistency like like for me in my head you know i try to be like you know i want to put 100 episodes of the podcast and then you know i still take breaks like you know after 20 episodes i i took like a you know like a month break and all that at times things don't work out the way uh, you want to like you don't get guests on time or you know the weekly thing is what i always try to do but it works yeah. it doesn't work and all that but i keep thinking that you know maybe you know 10 years down the line you know this really could be something or you know 5 years down the line when it's more accepted uh, when people actually listen to uh more audio content you know when you're traveling or like yeah. like when i you know work out or when i do anything when i'm washing dishes i'm listening to podcast so that's how addicted mm-hmm. i am to podcast so i think even when it comes to that i don't know if malayalathil like itram aalkar podcast i don't think it's a very widely you know accepted thing or anything so far that's what i think so yeah, yeah same I mean, with your music I, yeah yeah like i've been trying to like get into podcast but then obviously for me like i never really get like so i get like i feel like if i want to listen to them i want to like listen to it properly you know what i mean but i feel like i've been i've i've been trying to force myself to like kind of listen to a few podcasts here and there but just got yeah i feel like podcasts are just starting to become mm. more of a thing as well but then i think once i think especially since like once covid kind of is over and everyone starts traveling again i feel like people will start listening to more podcasts and stuff you know yeah 
I don't know why I said that, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. So I want to ask you, you know, one thing before I let you go. Uh, it was just something I uh, thought of the other day and, you know, you're the first person I'm asking this question to, okay? Uh, like, what are five things that you think you can't really, you know, live without? You know, if you had only those five things that you could have, uh, what do you think it is? Like objects? Objects? Yeah. Uh, like food, food and water? Would they count? Fruit and water. Food and water. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not really. Not that kind all of right, stuff. Right. So if I, if <laughs> that's I that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'd say obviously probably my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like that'd be one. Uh, maybe a water bottle because I get dehydrated quite a lot. <laughs> then. And then my AirPods that didn't seem to work at the start of the oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's three things. My bed. I love my bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if my dog's an object, but uh, yeah, uh, let's not count it. Yeah, uh, and then I'd say I don't know. I like my shoes. I like I like my uh, like my sh- like always love wear my sh- I must my sliders. I love um just I I literally wear sliders anywhere. It's just too comfortable. And fifteen, I don't really know. Five is a lot. Yeah, five is a lot, I guess. I think I should, yeah. you know, cut it down to like three or something. <laughs> That's cool, bro. I mean, uh, when you talked about your shoes, you know, uh, I was thinking about, you know, you're someone who's really fashionable in the sense that uh, I've always been like, damn, dude, this guy is like, this guy knows how to, you know, dress up and he actually, you know, puts a lot of effort into that is what I, you know, feel because I'm the kind of guy, you know, uh, like my wife has to like tell me like you know this is shit you know I should like she buys clothes for me you know that's how bad I am at uh, putting yeah, effort yeah. into stuff like that so uh, for a rookie like me like would are there like few things that you make sure of uh, when you you know do stuff in terms of you know dressing up and looking the way you uh, do and, yeah I, I appreciate that uh, I think one thing is like white sneakers or white runners like white trainers, I like they. If you could show me any color shoes, and I'd always just end up picking white because I feel like they just go with everything. Like if you have like a white pair of Air Forces or something, mm-hmm. like it would just go with everything. So I have like I have too many white shoes, and I throw throw a lot of them out because I don't like dirty white shoes either. You know, I have, like <laughs> bit, a bit of a big one. Yeah, even I have yeah, that I OCD man. Yeah, yeah, I swear. White trainers, and I feel like also feel like. Anything black is always nice, especially for our skin tone. I feel like mm. you know it, it right. is is nice for nice for wearing black. And I I like I feel like there's a bit of a down to your taste, but like jewelry is always goes mm. really nice as well. You know, and like yeah, just just some, if you wear white and black, it'll pretty much go with. When when you say and, jewelry, is it like uh, you know rings and you know a, a chain? Is that the kind of jewelry you're you're talking about? Yeah, I mean it depends. Like, I. In my music videos, I go back. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily wear that in like to like go to the shops, you know what I mean? Like, but then you just have like like some something you'd wear every day, like a little chain, maybe like two rings and like a bracelet or something. So that's that's always nice. And it's just always look good to like just get and then getting clothes that fit as well. Yeah. It's better. You look better. I think a lot of people wear I like oversized clothes, but then a lot of times it doesn't really suit me. So I'm just like, I just stick to what fits people do you yeah. do you like look at uh you know other you know icons like you know and then you you're like okay okay you know that's something i'd really like or do you like go to a shop and you like that'll suit me and then you're like okay i'll pick that is it that way or yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't really look at like I think one person. Like I just like if I see like mm. something in an outfit that I like, I'm like, oh shit, like that's a nice outfit. Like I probably like I'd like to wear something like that. But a lot of times, yeah, if I go to the shop, um, not or on mainly online now, right? Like if I see something that I like, I'm like, oh, that'd be nice, and then just plan my outfit around it. But then. In terms of like wearing clothes for like music videos and stuff, I'm just like, I kind of like when I start making the song, I already have the video in my head, and then I already know like what kind of vibe it should go for, and then I'm like, all right, and then like to be honest, the first thing I plan always is probably the outfits. You know what I mean? In my head, like I'm just like <laughs> right. have to have to get the out, out, outfits right. But um, yeah, so we mainly just like kind of like just if you just I think yeah, especially if you follow like, like another thing is like it's good to follow like you know there's like fight like fashion like pages like and then you don't have to follow like this i know like you know if you follow like vogue and like gq it's mm. like all suits and then stuff that you wouldn't really wear but then if you follow like you know asos or like boohoo like other like brands like that like it's just normal day-to-day clothes and then you might see something that you like and you're like oh let me get it. and it's, you know it's not too uh, comparatively like i don't really like i'm not really obsessed with like designer brands or anything because mm-hmm. obviously if i like if you want to buy designer brands, you kind of have to live that like designer lifestyle. But yeah. then you don't you don't need designer brands to like look nice, you know. Like if you like literally, I think like if you get most clothes shops, if you get like nice things that just work together, like you you can you can wear designer clothes, but then you still won't have drip. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. And I think you're, you're really into shoes. Like even I'm like you know the only accessory you know entirely that I care about is shoes, man. I'm like I like. I'm like mad about shoes. You know, when I sit doing nothing, right? I just open Amazon or, you know, you know, New Balance or, you know, some of those mm-hmm. sites and I'm just, you know, scrolling, looking at shoes and I'm just crazy about sneakers. You know, that's like, I would, like if I really make like a ton of money and all that, you know, I'd, uh, I'd oh, want to have like this closet that opens up with all these shoes and hats, uh, you know, that kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100% bro. I feel like I, I used to be like obsessed with it when I was younger, like a lot. Like, I just literally wanted, but then now I'm just like, low-key i'm like uh, i mean i to be honest i feel like once i get started to becoming like getting more money i'll be like, I'll probably start buying more shoes but then for me it's like like if you can't like the only thing about why i hate buying like multicolored shoes is because like it is hard to find like you have to find like a specific outfit that goes, mm, with them. That goes with but then if, if you just buy like a shitload of white like if you just buy different white shoes then you have different shoes and then you can match pretty much anything with it but yeah, yeah i'm probably gonna start like a bit of a sneaker obsession i feel like next starting next year i'm probably gonna start getting into a bit more you had those uh, uh there was one of these photos of yours with this new balance and there was you know a sold ideally there was this thing called mission or something written oh yeah i was yeah, like really yeah. curious to know what those shoes were actually i, I you uh-huh. probably don't remember but uh, those looked yeah. really amazing yeah they're, they're um oh, i can't remember i think they're, i think they're vision they're J- you know, jaden smith yeah yeah, they're Jaden Smith's design shoes. So they're like, yeah, uh, I think they're like designed from like, uh, made from like recyclable material mm. and stuff like that. But they're yellow, so I usually like if I get shoes and then like they're like yellow and stuff, I usually just sell them afterwards. To be honest. Oh. But, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you don't really I'll, like store them and keep them, even if you don't use it. You might as well just. I don't, I wouldn't have space, man. Like I've like <laughs> a lot of times I'm just like because I wouldn't wear yellow shoes like randomly you know what i mean yeah like, i, I like not, not particularly wouldn't wouldn't really set like keep them i probably most likely just 
ஆனாங்க people just cuz like most of the time you wouldn't really wear your own clothes you know and all it's doing is like taking up your closet space so you might as well like yeah just sell it or something you know what i mean but it's good though i'm i'm actually curious right now you know whether that you know something like this exists in india because for someone who's maybe trying to start up a business maybe it's a good idea <laughs> who knows Bro, but yeah <laughs> man I, i'd say it probably those man i'm i'm sure there's a lot of like probably does yeah from from india but then yeah but then if if like it be hard to set it up in india though you know what i mean yeah. i think but then i'm sure especially i'm sure in bangalore and stuff 100% there Barnum, has to be something yeah, you know? there should be for yeah. sure and uh, i don't know if you watched the series called entourage have you i've heard of it but i've not okay it. so i mean there's this character in that you know uh, one of the characters called turtle and you know he's just crazy about these uh, you know hats and you know sneakers and he goes to get these limited edition ones and you know i was like you know i got really inspired by you know seeing the stuff the hats that he wears and uh, you know mm. the shoes that he gets and yeah i don't know so it's, it's just something that i also have a passion for so yeah <laughs> amazing uh, yeah uh, yeah man it's, it's good man it's good to i think yeah i think a lot of like yeah i love shoes man i feel like shoes can are probably the first thing i look at when if i'm looking at someone's outfits you know what i mean yeah I know what you're saying. Say, I I I feel the same way, you know. When I see good shoes, I'm like, yeah, you know, I should probably uh, find out what those, <laughs> you know, sneakers yeah. are or you know, something sure. something like that. So, bro, uh do you uh do you have a lot more music coming out in uh, in few in the future like right now somewhere soon? Yeah. Ho- hopefully, man. Um yeah, like hopefully I'll plan to drop a few more by the end of this year and then maybe next year as well, but never know how, how like, you know, Yeah. Of covid you never know when shit can change but that's the plan anyway trying to like drop drop more anyway how's the mm. how's the covid scene in uh, ireland right now mm, it's okay like mm. it's getting progressively a bit worse but like right now it's like like every, like nearly everything's kind of to normal i think by the end of october they're going to make everything normal but then you know clubs and stuff aren't open or anything but then yeah there's still like capacity limitations everywhere but i think so far it's it's not too bad and uh, like do people still wear masks outside and all that yeah they do have to wear masks because yeah. uh, i have a f- quite a few friends in london and they were like you know people look at you weirdly if you know you're the one wearing a mask and all that 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 that's what uh, they told me yeah yeah i think outdoors you don't have to wear masks but indoors it's like compulsory yeah. that you have to wear masks now yeah oh well, yeah i think now london london's in a better state of london like basically mm. every, nearly everything everything's pretty much opened up in, in england to be honest so yeah seems all right there amazing bro i mean i honestly did not even i i feel like you know it's just been like 10 20 minutes since we started swear, speaking man, bro it's I, like an hour and a half I yeah an hour and a half bro this it is was just really nice conversation man. i really enjoyed it really man i mean i yeah. i i've always i told you right when we started also i've i've always loved your music i am a huge fan more than you know anything and it means a lot to me that you you know come on the show and i'm really looking forward to a lot more of your music that's coming out because you have a lot of takers man there are a lot of people who absolutely love your music and like i said you know there is a group there is a huge group of people like you and me who are you know probably born and raised abroad who you know are looking for this kind of music and it 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 means a lot to us you know it it relates to us really well 
Yeah, man, it's so nice to hear that. And once again, thank you so much for having me on the show as well, bro. Of You're killing it, bro. I'm not even joking. Like, like, like I love I, the like you even said at the start that people don't like the English Malayalam thing, but I literally watch watch it for the English Malayalam <laughs> thing. Man. I, I love it. You know what I mean? Right. Thank you so much, bro. I mean, it means a lot, and uh, we'll. I'm sure we'll do this again. You know, once you have a few more tracks in, you know, I want to start getting for guests. Sure, you know, uh, for the second time, and you know, talk a little yeah. bit more because you get a lot more comfortable after you do it the first time, and then you're more like, you know, you know each other a lot better, and you can like with yeah, Glenn, sure. I have done like like four or five, you know, different different, you know, with yeah. their album releases and all that. So you know, like I know him a lot better right now. Similarly, so yeah, uh, and yeah, man. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It means a lot. Love my bro. Of course, man. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Bye.